Hey, it's another episode of Svelte Radio. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hey. Hi, how's it going? This is turning out to be quite the uh, recurring podcast nowadays. Doing one every week. It's uh, it's uh, quite a change. Getting on a schedule. Yeah, so today I'm joined by all of my great co-hosts, Anthony, uh, Sean, Brittany, hey. you're new. Hello yeah. again. <laughs> and uh, we also have a guest today. It's uh, it's Dominic. Hello, Dominic. Hey, all. How are you? Good. I, good I don't think you. they can answer you, but I'm sure they're going to say <laughs> yes. Or were you uh, talking to us, maybe? <laughs> we'll, we'll answer. We'll answer for them. Yes, yes, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, so Dominic is a Svelte core maintainer, I guess you could say. I don't know. What do you guys call yourselves? Svelte well, maintainers. <laughs> Svelte maintainer maintainers. is the term, I guess. We all have different areas where we contribute more or less. So Svelte core isn't really my thing. It's um, oh yeah, right, right. I guess that that's what it meant, means. So with, what is your core. area? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's your area. Most six, oh, actually, most of the actually, time actually, sorry, sorry. Before we get into that, let's talk a bit about who you are. Like, oh, where, that part. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, yes. I, I'm Dominic. <laughs> uh, I'm. A 42-year-old German freelancer. I'm doing software development for more than 20 years now. And for the last 10 years, I've been freelancing mostly for web front-end. And yeah. Cool. So mostly working with Svelte then, right? Uh, I wish. Um, <laughs> I actually started working with Svelte two years ago. And... Before that, I used to work with Angular and Vue a lot, but I actually grew a little bit tired of Angular and was looking for something to move off Angular from, and that's how I found Svelte. And you used it and then never turned back like everyone else does, I guess. Yes, it's yeah. literally great. I mean, I fell in love almost instantly and you say the honeymoon phase doesn't last that long, but um, in reality, I'm still like head over heels. And every week there's something new, cool coming up where I say, wow, what's this? And like just the other day, I discovered derived stores from multiple stores where you can do really elegant uh, data transformations that are fully reactive with just like two lines of codes where in Angular or React you'd be writing spaghetti code over and over and over again. So who doesn't like spaghetti though? That's a nice, nice pasta. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got into Svelte by just uh, looking around, being tired of Angular. Um. So let's let's get into like what what you do as a maintainer. Like what parts of of uh, of the Svelte code or uh, projects around Svelte do you do you work with? Well, um, I started working with uh, Svelte. I discovered short module reloading and got in contact with Rixo, who is a great guy, and we all owe him for Svelte HMR because this is what makes all this crazy stuff possible we are doing today. And I built something called Suite way back in oh, the day yeah. for 
for Veek version one before it was based on rollup. It was a lot of hacking and ugly, ugly nights spent uh, crying and uh, somehow <laughs> I made it work. <laughs> and then Seltkit came along and used Snowpack initially, but after a while it switched to Veet. And then Sweet turned into Veet plugin Svelte, and that's what I'm maintaining now. So this is basically how I became a maintainer by building the Veet integration for Svelte. And right. this is still what I do today. Cool. Pretty important part. Yes, it yeah. is. And it's also a pretty used part. There are already over 20,000 projects on GitHub depending on Veet plugin Svelte today. That's nice. Wow. I guess most of those are, are SvelteKit projects? or well, It's surprisingly not. I hmm. think many of them are Astro 2. And some of them are plain Veet plus Svelte. Yeah. Interesting to see that. I, I would have guessed that like all of them were SvelteKit, but... That kind of makes sense when you bring in Astro and yeah. I think it's an important thing that Veet plugin Svelte is distinct from SvelteKit so that you can use it to build stuff on your own and you don't have to use SvelteKit if you don't need to. But SvelteKit yep. is great, of course, so you should use it. <laughs> I think yeah. we get that question a lot where it's like, is Svelte going to go away now that SvelteKit's here or do we use Svelte still and so making that difference that Svelte Kit's going to kind of be the way forward, but Svelte is not going to go away is probably an important thing to talk about. Yeah. Yes, it's it's just a different thing. Like the React to Next and Svelte to Svelte Kit relation, it's it's a bit blurry for Svelte Kit that like overshadows all the cool stuff and the more low-level approaches you can still do. Um but I think in the future we will see more differentiation there. It's probably a like the naming Svelte Kit. I don't know if that's a, a good or bad name actually, but it seems to be working. It, it's a name. One of the hard problems yeah. in IT. <laughs> that's oh, I thought that was just for for variables, but yeah. Oh well. <laughs> naming everything. Yeah, it's hard. All right. Yeah. So uh, one thing one thing I wanted to ask was, um, you know, what made you bet on Vite so early? And I remember like Svelkit when it originally came out was not on Vite. You know, maybe you can tell that story. <laughs> oh, um, actually, when I built Suite, before I did that, I experimented with Nollup, which is a hot module reloading version of Rollup, and also with Snowpack, and. The first prototypes I had for working HMR were with Snowpack, but the APIs in Snowpack were very different. Like they built their own uh, DSL to configure it. And they also went all in on ESM to the point where you couldn't use CJS. And it wasn't like their vision or the vision of Snowpack is broader and far into the future more than Veet ever is right now. But the reality of using current generation libraries and tooling, it's just that Snowpack doesn't work great for deploying to end users. 
So the, the bundling aspect of Veet and the better APIs made me use Veet for Sweet. And back in the day, it was kind of hackish because Veet version one was purpose-built for Vue. There were no generic APIs. So I, I did a lot of ugly things like um, putting proxy objects into the config and waiting until they are called before populating them with functions. And it was fully understandable that SvelteKit said, this is nothing we can build a bigger framework on. But when Vite version 2 came out and they had this ingenious extension of the rollup APIs, it was pretty obvious that this is something where you can build on. And looking at how even Astro switched from Snowpack to Veet, I think it's clear that this approach is what enables a broad compatibility to the whole ecosystem. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask about that because I thought that Snowpack kind of switched focus to focus on Astro to build out Astro, like the team that built Snowpack is building yeah. Astro now. That's why I understood, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for yes. Fred made Snowpack, right? So Yes, yes, they, you, they did both. Yeah, so you would think that that they'd use Snowpack for Astro, but then if they if they put their money on on Vite, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think I think they well, found that reinventing the wheel is hard. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say I'm not sure if Snowpack isn't still a product of theirs, and they want to keep driving it. It may even be a great thing to use in the future when everything is pure ESM. But until that future arrives and we can use HTTP 3 everywhere. It's just not feasible because of the huge waterfall requests that are going to happen and stuff like that. I yeah, I mean, I, th I think, yes, yeah, Snow Snowpack got discontinued and either there was a notice about its discontinuation. And I think it's just because it is ultimately like, it, it doesn't really matter to, to Astro. Astro is more of the main product that they want to produce. And I think Skypack they're betting heavily on. Snowpack was just a means to an end, I guess. Um, and it's, it's a pretty intense project to work on if it's not your main thing. So I think they decided that Vite was uh, the way the way forward for them. And, and it, like you said, it is really generic now. I do remember Rick, so back in the day, he was very, very, very enamored of, of Nollup. Uh, or Nollup, what do you call it? But I, I never really liked Nollup because it seems like a copy-paste of Rollup with a few tweaks. It wasn't, you know, independently a project in its own right. It didn't reuse things. So it was always going to be trying to keep sync with the roll-up project. But, I haven't um, heard of Nolup before. Nolup, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty it's niche pretty thing. I, yeah. I don't think many people have heard. Um, no. And with with Vite having a roll-up-like API, it's basically um, not going to be used anymore. But it's not a bad thing. I mean, Vite is there to stay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm having yeah. a lot of fun using, using Vite in general, just for... Yeah. Just the fact that you just importing stuff and then using something like Vite image tools to like optimize the images, oh, it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. I'm actually so, contributing to Vite a little bit as well. Um, oh. Not as much as Vite plugin Svelte, but some things like a tiny library called tsconf check that enables you to load TS configurations without actually having TypeScript in your project. 
Mm. I'm also building Meet Ecosystem CI, which is a meta CI that builds Vite and then ecosystem projects like SvelteKit, Astro, and others and runs their continuous integration tests to find out if Vite betas break anything. So that's a nice idea. That's yeah. I'm I'm doing lots of like things in the background where users may not really see it, but we all profit from it. Yeah. Do you get to work on this as your job or do you have a job on the side and how do you find time to do all these projects? Oh, um, well, I, I do it in my free time. I'm a freelancer. I have clients. Okay. Actually, one of them is uh, working with SvelteKit and Cloudflare workers. So it's, it's nice that I can use the stuff I built. And yeah, yeah, cool. that's a, a dirty little secret of mine. I spend more time building tools on Svelte than actually using these tools. <laughs> but my I plan is to that, change that. Let's see. Is that is that a German thing? Because that's what Simon does as well. I think he does <laughs> the type the 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 language tools, but then doesn't get to use them as much as he probably wants to. Yeah, maybe he does. Mm. Maybe it changed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, What's it like being a, a maintainer? Like, what's your yeah, it's, being in the cool club? It's it's nice, um, feeling rewarding sometimes. Like when you see these numbers of people using your projects, or the cool discussions uh, you get to have with people, and getting in touch with all these awesome folks in the beat ecosystem. Uh, but it's sometimes it's also a lot of, of work and overhead when you get issues. And recently, PNPM had a major release and switching multiple projects to a new major version with lots of breaking changes is hours of work and you don't get much benefit out of it. So yeah, it's sometimes it's work, sometimes it's fun. Um, when guess, you have to uh, modify... YAML files you have to do it in public and it just breaks and breaks and breaks and breaks and breaks and everyone's watching. Yeah, <laughs> debugging GitHub actions is yeah. um, probably the worst thing in the world. Yep. <laughs> Every <laughs> single watcher on the project is seeing you screw up time after yeah. time after time. You mentioned uh, you yeah. mentioned uh, Svelkit and Cloudflare workers. I just I just got to ask you guys, did you see the did you see the crazy announcements they did? The about the database yeah yeah so it's, it's, it's interesting it doesn't sound very scalable but it's certainly a database what do you mean it's sqlite it's sure <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah. talked single, about that before right let's single uh, instance sqlite yeah i mean it's it's nice okay. for read heavy applications it's great if you do any amount of writes well I think you should you'll, look elsewhere. You'll do fine. Let's see you'll what the fine. future holds. <laughs> yeah. It's one of these things that is all, all the providers have like a database solution. I think not many of them have SQL yet. So it's it's nice that they provide that. I think mm, that yeah. they're designed as a quick store of data. Um, again, like read heavy, just because it's super useful to be able to do that. Um, but I don't think they're designed that you build your entire application on that stack. If it's, you know, if it's anything non less than trivial. But but what if we could? <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, we'll definitely end up there. I just don't think that this is like, hey, you can just now host 
Like you can just build like Airbnb or something on on Cloudflare on a Cloudflare worker. Yeah. Challenge just... accepted. I'm going to build the new, uh, <laughs> okay. the, the new Svelte Society website on there and use this and see if it will uh, crash and burn. Yeah, well, it's possible. It's certainly possible. <laughs> Yolo. Um, yeah. So <laughs> enough about Cloudflare. So we uh, we invited you here today, not only because you're awesome and you do a lot of good work with uh, the uh, the Veet plugin Svelte project, but also because you recently enabled a new experimental feature in in the plugin. So maybe maybe tell us a bit about that. Yeah, there's been a cool plugin uh, for Veet that allows you to inspect the DOM and click on an element and jump to the view source file called um, I think Vite plugin view inspector. And mm -hmm. of course, uh, this is a cool feature and we wanted to use this in Svelte as well. So once we saw that, um, we started heading out to find ways to make it happen. And actually, um, there is a very great video of Li Hao Tan who describes in great detail how the first iteration of this solution for Svelte played out. And you should probably stop listening right now, watch that video, and come back later to finish this. Because <laughs> no, finish the podcast it's first. a great technical deep dive. <laughs> there will be a link in the details. Check it out. So what this allows you to do is hover with your mouse over the dev page and click on the element and it takes you right into the editor. So when you click an H1, you jump right into the source and can change its content in a matter of seconds. Yeah, it's, it's very, It's like the, the nice. element inspector of Chrome where you jump into the DOM, but you jump from the DOM to your code editor. Yep, very nice. So is that the do you need a do you need a browser extension for that or how, how does that how does that work? No, I guess I should watch actually, Li Hao's video. Yes, uh, the video explains that. Um, it's basically you need four things. You need to be able to know which line of code and which column in this line a DOM element points to, and you need a way to open the editor at this location. And then you need some UI for the user to make this happen. And this UI needs some code you have to load. So you need a little loader that injects code into the dev page. Hmm. And a little quiz for you. What do you think is the hard part of that? I, I wouldn't know. Like probably not in well, is it in probably not injecting something in the dev tools? Or is that that seems like a like suspiciously easy thing to do, but then probably isn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, Oof. what 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 initially <laughs> sounds hard is figuring out the code location. Like you have to dig into the compiler, uh, work with the abstract syntax tree, find out the code location and somehow find a way to bring it all back to the front end, 
Lee Howe's video explains it in great detail uh, what you can do. But fortunately for us, Svelte has a years-old feature that just gives this to you for free in dev mode. Every DOM node has a meta property where the file line and column are put as data points. So when you go into the dev page and inspect elements, you can just find underscore underscore svelte underscore meta properties and you know from which svelte component source it com this comes. Hmm. That's pretty Good pretty tip. neat. So you yeah. pretty much just had to to enable it and inject some some code to, to get this working. Yes. The the second part that should be hard but isn't is how do you open an editor from your browser? Like the browser can't do just process stuff. This would be a huge security problem. So yep. luckily for us, Vite has an endpoint where you can just ask it to open a file for you because Vite displays an error overlay with stack traces when something goes wrong in the dev oh, server. Nice. And then you can click on this line, stack trace lines to jump to the file of the stack trace. And we just piggyback this endpoint and send them Svelte files. It just works yep. out of the box. One line of cool. code. That's, that's so pretty neat. This is two, two hard problems that are just given to us by Vite and Svelte. The nice. third part is how to load code for you into the dev page. This is actually not so easy. So the second part that is hard is opening an editor from the browser because you can't just do process stuff from the browser. That would be a huge security issue. Luckily for us, Beat has a feature where you just send it a file with a request and it opens an editor for you. This is used by the stack trace overlay where you can click the stack trace lines and it jumps to the file. And we just piggyback on this functionality and send it a Svelte file and it opens us the file in this editor. So we get two pretty complicated features basically for free from Svelte and Beat already. What's still missing is loading code into the dev application to make the request to open the file and a nice UI so that the user can actually see what's happening. Yep. Loading the code is actually harder than you think because it's Vite. Initially, you think you just import stuff and it works because Vite resolves it and everything is fine. This is not really the case from code you load from a plugin because this is not part of the source tree of the application. This is hidden deep into a dependency of SvelteKit. And you can't just resolve it and it works. So Vite plugin Svelte does some trickery and use the equivalent for ESM for underscore underscore dear name to just hardcore find the related file and oh, read it wow. itself <laughs> instead of uh, using Beats resolve algorithm. But that turns out to work quite well. This is like the resolve hooks of Vite make it pretty flexible. You can do lots of crazy shit. One of my favorite features of Vite is virtual modules. 
it's not a feature of wheat, it's a feature of Rollup. Basically, Rollup is uh, a work of some genius. I don't know who, but he's great. Yeah, sounds like a good <laughs> swell guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Starts yeah, with, a, so with an R, I think. I don't know. That's step three. Now we have code in the browser, and we can open the file. Step four is have a nice UI. And what do you use to build nice UIs for browser interfaces? I don't know, like uh, Angular? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about React? I hope that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, of course, we are using a Svelte component. And the great part about that is the plugin basically compiles its own UI and then serves it to the user. And mm. nice. we made a small Svelte component. Basically, this was all the housework. I just took it and improved it a little bit to make the the overlays nicer and added some features. Like you can choose a corner where the icon is displayed and add a key combo for toggling it and stuff like that. And yeah. the end result is amazingly just 350 lines of everything all together. The that sounds like styles, more work than the that. plugin, the UI, the whole integration. This this whole feature is 350 lines that includes That's formatting. Cool. So yeah, and if I wanted to, I could build a Chrome bookmarklet that doesn't have a fancy UI but still opens the Svelte file in probably like 200 characters or maybe 300. It's the, the basic technique in it is so simple. Uh, it's I'm feeling a bit bad that I didn't see this for two years. <laughs> from day one. Is there any browser specific stuff there that it wouldn't work in different browsers? No, it works. It's it. It's really it's just H, it's just an HTTP request and some styling, and it also works with most editors. Like I use a Windows virtual machine to test it and I don't have an IDE in there, if I do it and click, it just opens Notepad. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It uses a library called Launch Editor from Evan Yu, and this checks the open processes for running editors and prefers that. And after that, it falls back to an environment variable or the default editor of the system. So. It, it's really flexible. It's so flexible, it even works on stack blitz. Could you imagine oh. writing your code in Notepad? How horrible would that yeah. be? Yeah, at least use Notepad++, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I dislike Windows with a passion so much that I boot <laughs> the Windows virtual machine only when I have to. And to keep the virtual machine images small, I don't keep any software in there that I don't absolutely need. So for quick and dirty code changes, I actually use Notepad. It's nice. Well, well why then. not? I mean, if Perfect it works, enough. it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, cool. So, so this feature is very cool, and it's it's hard to convey via like sound how cool it actually is. But just like being able to to click on. On the element and just get taken directly to uh, to your uh, to your to like the correct file and everything or even the correct line. I guess it, it'd be it's it's pretty cool. Um, so I, I think there's a there's a tweet somewhere that 
shows this. So I'm going to include that in the uh, in the uh, show notes. And then, uh, yeah, I think. How do you so? How do you how do you start using this if you're if you're so say you're using you're using SvelteKit for example? Like, how would you enable this? Is it possible, or do you have to? Yes, of course. Um, you just open your svelte.config.js file and add a new key in the top level called ex experimental, and in there you add a new property called inspector and set it to true to use the default settings, or you can set it to an object and pass in options. Um, the options yep. are explained on the vplugin Svelte documentation. One thing I spend a little bit of time on perfecting is enabling and disabling it with a key combination. So by default, when you set it to true, you just have to press uh, meta and shift or control shift on Windows and it will enable itself. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You can start using it. Two lines of config and one key combo. Sounds like I'm gonna I'm gonna need to to update my uh, Svelte Kit version and uh, the. Uh, you don't have to actually this. update Svelte Kit. You just have to bump beat plugin Svelte. Oh right. Oh, well, nice. Yeah, this is something case. I've needed for years. I mean, getting to the right component when you have lots of components can be hectic. Yeah. Yep. You could almost ditch your uh, your editor in a sense. Like you could just work in the browser, and then you just oh, I need to edit this file, and I'm just gonna click it. Here. Yeah, it's 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 actually very nice. Like if you are showing someone the dev page, and that higher up of yours uh, says, "Hey, I want you to change this thing to say something else," you have to or you had to remember in which file this definition lived. Yeah. Now you just use the hotkey, click, change it, and due to hot module reloading, five seconds later, the new text comes back in the browser, and you can say you're done. Well, maybe you shouldn't do that, because once they see how effective you get with this, um, they'll expect more of you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the dirty secret. You uh, yeah. just make it look harder than it is, and then... <laughs> Actually, it worked a little too well, because... Svelte compiles third-party components too. You could actually oh, also right. jump to node module files. Like uh, the client I mentioned earlier, they use Carbon Svelte. And yep. when I tried it in that project, clicking on a Carbon component didn't bring me to the project where that component was included it brought me to the node modules of Carbon. It, it was crazy. It, it worked too well. So I added an exclude mode where node modules files are not jumped yeah. to because <laughs> that's not what you want. Yeah, exactly. Did, does it work with uh, with like, so if you have a like a PMPM uh, monorepo thing and you have your, your components in a separate package, I guess it would work just as well there. Yes, as long as there's not a node modules directory in the path, they will yeah. be found. Yeah. Cool. That's that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna start using this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ideas? Like what what could you what could you build into this? I guess it's an open question for everyone. Like what would be fun to add to this? Like features and uh, other cool stuff. That's suggesting it's missing something. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, is yeah, that's true. I, that is not what I'm suggesting. I'm just like, maybe there could be something cool that you could add. I don't what know. What about so Visual Studio? Visual, visual Basic mode where you, you, know, you click on the thing, like you used to click on a button in Visual Basic, and it would pop up the code in like a modal, and then you could just edit the code right there and then mm. press save. Oh. So all the handlers, like all the handlers of buttons and stuff were all just kind of and behind just, the button. Oh, that would I be missed cool. that when I moved to Delphi. Just like edit it in the web browser, like like yeah. tweak things live, like a no code? and you don't even yeah yeah, and then oh. and then also it's super smart. So when you click on you know they like click on a uh, you click on a button or something, it just it just shows you the event handlers for it. So you kind of editing the buttons behaviors. Yeah, that <laughs> actually um, this is not as crazy as isn't it, it sounds. It, you sure? it may be possible. Wow, with, do it a, with a custom <laughs> endpoint like Beats open editor functionality wouldn't cut it, but we could add a separate middleware that was able to do it. Wow! But yeah. Brittany is right. Um, this inspector thing does one thing; it does one thing well, and I'd like to keep it that way. But that doesn't mean that we can't add similar tools that do other things and other things yeah. really well. We Maybe learned that. how to inject custom UI with the plugin now, so we can use this function to add more, um, and we will. Uh, I already have a couple of ideas. Read um, plugin Svelte has all the compile data available in a cache, so we could have an AST viewer, stuff like that. Yeah, nice, nice. I think uh, maybe I should uh, I should edit out this, this uh, new feature stuff so no one steals <laughs> it before you get around to, to maybe building it. I really like that idea of just like, I don't know, like holding down like command and then clicking a, a node somewhere on a page and it just like pops up an in browser editor. Even just like you could, you could, you could even make it like, so you know, all of these, these uh, packages that people have made as a rich made one. I think it's called the Svelte Knobby or something. And I think Scott Talinsky yeah. made one similar to that, and there are others like, like they're they're basically like ways of of editing st uh, state in the browser, so you get to you can play around with with your components, but like just being able to to like actually edit stuff in in the browser would be ooh, yes yes this is yes this is what I want <laughs> bring the crazy ideas. Talk yep, about yep. them on Svelte Discord. Make them happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing. That's a. Oh, I can't wait. That's that's seriously like. That's a very nice developer experience. Being able to, to do it from the browser. But it, yeah. Yes, it is. Like if you do split screen with a browser on one side and your IDE on the other, you can go around really fast from both ways. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, any other any other things that you, that we should mention? Yeah, so the or button, right? So when you click that button to edit the code, it could flip around, and the code's on the back of the button. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then it just like expands to all expands, of the code. Expands, yeah. yeah and then you just animations. click finish, and it just flips around back. Oh yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then like all the CSS is in there too, and you can just edit that as well. And 
this is crazy don't give I them like, ideas I, like it. <laughs> I mean it's it's literally a swelled component uh, this inspector so a code yeah, editor yeah. could also be a swelled component and a flip animation in swelled isn't that hard Absolutely. so yeah yeah that's true actually it can work yeah. so have lots of stuff to edit out <laughs> <laughs> well we we just need someone to build this yes that's I, a problem because uh, yeah someone needs time to build all this stuff exactly so. yeah i heard uh, i heard anthony yourself. is pretty uh pretty doesn't have much to do oh days, yeah so. just a dust just an absolute dust yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> you need a vacation you know Maybe I know. On I know. Vacation. Believe you, me, I know. <laughs> yeah. Just joking. It's on my list. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> All right. So you've uh, you've actually done some some meetup organizing and uh, or maybe watch party organizing. You could call it. I don't know how. What's what's the what's the scene like in in Germany? The svelte scene. Can you talk a bit oh, about that. Oh, that's that's a tough question. Um, when I organized. Uh, a viewing party for the last Falls South Summit. Uh, there were still tight COVID restrictions, and uh, right. so we had masking and mandatory um, vaccination cards and stuff like that. And there were twenty people maybe attending. It sounds like not much, but on pretty short notice and. The venue yeah, didn't hold turnout. many more, so it, it was very nice. And I got to meet cool people and Simon for the first time, even though we only live like 40 kilometers apart. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty like, nice. Germany is this tight-packed country with uh, not so long distances when you uh, are used to the US or Sweden where things <laughs> are more far apart. Yeah. Well, yeah, the UK like 40 kilometers doesn't doesn't sound yeah. far at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, but, <laughs> 40 but other than that, I think well, Svelte is still pretty much a dark horse in Germany. Um, surprisingly, Angular grew a lot bigger than everywhere else. Uh, mm. It feels like, and React has mm. a stronghold too. So, um, yeah. but it's gaining traction and some pretty cool people are doing awesome stuff like um, the uh, Hicksch from Spiegel with his data visualization. Yep. He did a talk on Svelte Summit. This is great. And I'm sure there are more to follow. Um, my, my current business plan is to do work with Svelte exclusively starting from summer. So Ooh, there better be some German authors or I'll have to look internationally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure everything is remote nowadays, right? So, Yes. Um, I can't imagine going back to uh, consulting on site for five days a week. I've been doing yeah. this for years because German clients expected you to. But it's been proven that remote works, especially for IT stuff. So if they want me yeah. to travel to their location, they are going to have to pay. Yeah, <laughs> handsomely. <laughs> <laughs> how's so how's uh, uh, I was going to ask you, Brittany, like, how's the new how's the new job? Have you settled in yet? 
I have settled in and I'm getting to play with Spelt Kit a lot more, um, working with the adapter Netlify and figuring out we have some issues to work out. So, but like we said earlier, I think like using it and getting the kinks out is important. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm really well, liking it. Nice. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, to the next section, unless you guys have other questions for Dominic or Dominic, if you have something to, to tell us or no. All right. Well, popular um, opinion. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I've, I've been talking a lot. So, um, yeah, that's true. Well, not too much. I mean, but it, it's, it's a decent, good amount. You are the guest. <laughs> Everything just sounds so rude when I say it. it I, <laughs> I, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So unpopular opinions. Do you guys have any? I'm sure, Anthony, you, you must have one, right? I don't. I don't have one today. I don't yeah, I don't believe I don't, it. I don't know why I don't have one, but I don't have one today. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, all right. I'm, I'm all well. very, very genial and uh, calm. Is your hay fever gone and so you're in a good mood? That's no, it hasn't happening. gone. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know, if I'm in a good mood, I think I have more unpopular opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hay fever, I have like, like so I rent this, this office uh, like desk at, at a consulting firm that I used to work with uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, there's so many people like who are, they're they're like knocked out by hay fever yeah. medicines like the, their desks look like like you're in a drugstore and like this <laughs> this one guy he just sits there and like use the, uses these eye droplets like every 10 minutes it looks horrible i'm gl i'm i'm happy i i don't have have to deal with that yeah. That's my downstairs counter right now because I have a cold. So it's like the Sudafed <laughs> and the nasal spray and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, colds are pretty awful. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. So no one has an unpopular opinion? No. Well, no I, I guess actually I, I have one. I have one. No. But it's very specific to Sweden and it has to do with purchasing and selling real estate. And uh, Anthony is holding up a Netlify sticker and now Brittany is po pointing <laughs> at her stickers i love the cat one the cat one with the gym necklace i love oh, yeah. stickers Why sorry we I just want stickers? stickers for me yeah, yeah so, so all right so my unpopular opinion so it's basically here in sweden you do everything using something called bank id when you when you like identify yourself for services and stuff and it's all digital so you don't have to like show your passport or your ID or anything like that. And that works very well. But for some reason, when it comes to real estate, that's not allowed because of some arcane rule that's in, in the, some, some law that says that, yeah, you can't do this. You have to do it in person and you have to be there. So this is not a nice experience. You have, you have to actually meet people and, sign contracts with with a pen huh. it's, i've heard it's that horrible. the uk's is worse like you only have one day to transfer your house and there's like chains of you could oh, be selling a house and buy oh my goodness i can't even imagine that yeah. it's crazy well you we, can't we own kinda, two houses we, well you can, you can but like you, you you just have to like so the so the way it works here i think is is like so on the day when you get when you take possession of your new apartment or whatever um mm -hmm. 
your bank transfers the money to the recipient's bank. It's like very, yeah, it, it is. It is a bit weird. There's a lot of money involved, and like, so, so you have like you have the buyer's bank sitting there, and you have the seller's bank sitting there on the line. So everyone's on the phone, and they're like, "I'm transferring the money now," and then hitting the button. Yeah, the money is has been received, and then it's like, yeah, it's very very I, weird. Ours is on one day, like you sign all the paperwork and stuff, but you just take your deposit with a check, and they just accept it there, and it's done. Right. It's not yeah. like a process. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a. Uh, I can't be uh, imagining it's that bad. Then uh, the Germans, they have it. Uh, it's, it's so complicated. <laughs> like uh, the the actual registry of who owns which property uh, is controlled by the state, and you need notarized everything. And oh, notaries you pay them through the nose like they get an actual percentage of the sale and the housing market is through the roof and the property market as well so nice. basically uh, <laughs> if you haven't bought like 15 to 20 years ago and just keep sitting on it uh, it's yeah it's a shit fest yep that pretty yeah. much sums up uh, the situation here as well. So my unpopular opinion is that everything should just be streamlined. I guess it should be easy. Does this, things shouldn't be hard? Where's the no. user experience? Is in that these unpopular? Processes? <laughs> That's probably not unpopular. <laughs> it's a rant. <laughs> All right. So do you guys have any, or should we move on to to picks? Yeah, I, I have many, um, but <laughs> I try to keep them to myself because yeah. otherwise people. Um, might no longer like me or like me right, less than right. before. But let's <laughs> sharing share is caring. I, yeah, okay. So so you get one. I I think all these cloud providers they promise big, but for for many users they might get a bad case of vendor login and that's not going to serve them well in the long run. Yep. That seems. I agree with that. I don't think that's that's unpopular, but it's a, it's also a kind of a rant. Well, not a rant. It's just well, it's it's not it's not unpopular I agree, here no. at least. It's not popular here at least. No, I that's think, true. That's true. I think it's. I think generally people are quite enamored with cloud providers. Oh, you know, we'll never move from AWS or whatever else, so we can just lock into every service they have. But it's not good. It's not good if you do that at all. Yeah. It really it puts the ball completely in their court, and they can charge you what they like, and they can shut stuff down and screw you over. And yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we have four minutes left. You guys yes. have to run. I think. So let's uh, let's uh, unless Brittany, you have a an unpopular opinion. Let's move on to picks. Not All right. today. Go. <laughs> What's your pick? Yeah, my pick is the Siren Stream and Talk. At the time of recording, it's tomorrow, but it will be out on the Spelt Society YouTube channel yep. next time. Last, Once last you week. listen to this, yeah, last week, <laughs> and um, we have Cloudinary Tomas Piros from Cloudinary is joining us, and then Jacob is doing a talk on sanity with Spellkit. All right, cool, cool. So there are two talks. There are. There's a stream in the morning, and That's then a talk nice. in the afternoon tomorrow. And then on the back of that, there's three meetups, isn't there? Might as well get those out of the way. So there's Stockholm May nineteenth. Uh, Kev, I assume you're running that one. There's I, New York. I, I do know that one. <laughs> There's New York, June the first. Um, Microsoft React at NYC, the location of the first Felt Society meeting. 
And then there's London, May 26th, which obviously I'm running. Well, me and me and my co-organizers are running. Um, we don't currently have any talks, so it might turn into a hackathon, which is pretty interesting as we had a few people there um, at the last one from a startup uh, that was, it just got funding from Vassell, oddly enough. Um, and they were doing some really interesting stuff. So hopefully they'll come along again and we can see what they're up to because they're doing some crazy stuff with containers. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Cool. And yeah, and then I'll move on to my pick as well since we're there. Um, my pick is reclaim.ai. It's simply a way to make Google calendars useful because I have loads of different calendars and syncing across calendars is very difficult. It doesn't block out time on calendar B if someone else is looking at it. So Reclaim just synchronizes events from calendar A to calendar B and any other calendars you want. You can tell it to show details or not show details, just mark it as busy. It can allocate things, time for lunch, stuff like that, lots of automations. So it's a really good way of keeping your work calendar filled with all your personal stuff as well, but in a way that it just blocks out that time so that you're... Um, oh, that's you know, nice. Yeah, it's decent. How much is it? Very clever. I think it's free for, for two calendars. Um, if you want to get a team around it and if you want to have all the extra features or more calendars, then you're going to pay uh, yeah. a small amount. Does it work something. for non-Google calendars? I have no clue. Uh, I've just gone, right, oh, amazing, click, click, done. <laughs> but it works It works <laughs> really enough. well for what I'm using it for, for sure. All right. Dominic, do you have a, do you have a pick? Yeah, um, my pick is the... Beat and the Svelte community and all the awesome people doing awesome stuff there. I'd like to especially highlight Björn Lu, who's been helping me with Beat Plugin Svelte. And he's doing awesome work for Beat as well. Um, yeah, everyone keeping up with my antics and not shunning me for being asking too many questions. Great folks yep. all around. Come join us. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great pick. And I'm also quickly going to mention Sean's uh, pick. He didn't get to say it himself, but it's Anaconda PyScript. You can now use Python in the browser, and it's built with Svelte. And we're going to have the creators on in a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Cool. Tune in for that one. Yay. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's it for this, this, uh, this episode. Uh, thanks for coming on, Dominic. Uh, where can people find you? Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dominic. Can they find you on Twitter? Can, can what's where's where are you at in the Discord? Well, you can find me on Svelte Discord. Uh, I have a GitHub yep. profile. I don't do social media, so. All right, fair enough. You're the person with the orange round profile picture. If that yes. helps anyone, that's how he has so much time. <laughs> You're smart. Yeah, yeah. You avoid social media. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah, it's very true. All right, so uh, I'll uh, talk to you guys next week, and uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll uh, see you all next week. Bye. 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 Later. Bye-bye.